Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. In my last episode of this show, I talked about my favorite movies of 2017 and just how great of a year for film that I thought 2017 really was. But just like every year, there were plenty of bombs that came out. Tons of movies that should have never been made or should not have been made the way that they were. And there were also a lot of movies this year that weren't so bad, they just kind of disappointed me. So I have compiled together a list. And on this list, I have four movies that weren't necessarily bad films, they just greatly disappointed me. And then I have five movies that I would say are utter trash. So this is a mashup of most disappointing and worst films of the year. And making the worst of the year list is hard for me because... I don't go see movies that I know are going to be bad. Like, I didn't shell out the money to go see the Emoji Movie or The Mummy or Flatliners or The Circle, films that were completely trashed by critics and audiences. And now that I have Movie Pass, I would be a lot more willing to go and see movies that I don't think have a chance of being that good because of reactions from critics and moviegoers. But I didn't get Movie Pass until October. So a lot of these films came out long before... I started paying for the MoviePass service, and there was just no chance I was going to waste my time and money to catch a lot of these in theaters. But there are still plenty of movies that I saw this year that I didn't think were very good or that very much underwhelmed me. So here are the four most disappointing movies of the year. We'll hit those first, and then we'll hit the uh, top five worst of the year films. And, And these are movies that are not, I don't think they're bad. These are not bad films. I just felt like based on the source material or the marketing for these films, I thought they were going to be great, and I left the theater feeling pretty underwhelmed by them. So number four on my most disappointing of the year list is Beauty and the Beast. I reviewed this movie positively here on my podcast back in March, and I still think that this movie is fine. I don't think it's great. It's fine. There are a lot of beautiful moments in the film, but this movie was a near shot-for-shot remake of the original, and much like the Cinderella remake that Disney did a few years ago, I really wanted this one to branch out and do things a bit differently than the animated classic that it's based on. Some of the music, I think, is pretty good, but after going back and re-watching it, some of it is just bizarre to me. The auto-tuning in Emma Watson's voice is terrible. The new songs that they put in were kind of trash, in my opinion. And both of those factors, now that I've thought about it for the better part of a year, the better part of a year, and both of those things just make this movie a bit of a disappointment to me. I think that it's worth seeing, absolutely. But don't expect anything new from this movie, except for a couple of trash songs that weren't in the original. So number four on my list is Beauty and the Beast. Number three is Justice League. Again, a film that I reviewed positively. I think that I think that I gave this movie a B minus uh, earlier on this year. Justice League is not a bad movie. It's decent, but a film like this should have blown all of us away, and it should have been universally praised by movie fans. This movie is extremely divisive. Once again, DC manages to split fans on one of their films, and when you have tons of characters in a movie that have existed for decades 
in the form of TV series and comic books and films. And when you make a movie that doesn't do these characters justice, (laughs) I said justice, when you fail to deliver an incredible film with these characters that means so much to so many people, that's a disappointment. And I, I should not leave the theater thinking, well, hey, the good outweighed the bad in this movie, which is exactly what I kept saying in my review of this, of Justice League. And I still stand by that. I do think that the good outweighs the bad in Justice League. But I should have walked out of the theater going, whoa, that was incredible. That blew me away. That is how comic book films should be made, much like how I felt after I left the first Avengers movie. Justice League managed to be decent, and it managed to be satisfying at times, but it failed to be great. And for that, that movie disappoints me. Number two on my most disappointing of the year list is The Greatest Showman. After that initial trailer for Greatest Showman came out back in June, I thought we might have an Oscar contender. I thought we might have another La La Land type quality musical on our hands. And instead, we got a movie that is well, a movie that is number one, extremely dishonest dishonest in its portrayal of its protagonist, P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum was quite the con man in his day. Just a bit of research will show how he really wasn't a good guy. But instead, this movie portrays him as being, you know, very inclusive of all types of people, all types of races, which is great. Uh, it portrays him as a person who just, you know, wants to make the world a better place. And with, like I said, just a little bit of research, you'll see that this guy really wasn't all that great of a guy. And that's not a major deal to me. I can get past that. They're trying to make a film. They're trying to tell a good story. And I'm fine with that. This is Hugh Jackman. This was Hugh Jackman's passion project. I love Hugh Jackman. He's one of my favorite actors that is in the business today. And he has supposedly been working on this film for eight years, writing music and trying to come up with a really good story. And while he's incredible and definitely the best part of this movie, I mean, it is so obvious how much fun he is having portraying this character. There were a couple of things that really bothered me. The first being, I thought that a lot of the songs just weren't all that great. There are there are a few that I think are, are stellar. I love the Zac Efron Zendaya song, Rewrite the Stars. It's nice hearing that Troy Bolton come out of Zac Efron once again, like it's 2006 all over again, baby. Uh, that's a that's a high school musical reference for those of you who didn't pick up on that. I like the main song that has been at the center of all the marketing, and I really like the Hugh Jackman song uh, towards the end of the film. I think it's called From Now On. But other than those three songs, I just didn't care much for the vast majority of the soundtrack, which, which is problematic in a musical. In a musical, if there's like one or two songs that you don't really care for that much, that's fine. But when the vast majority of them are not really that gripping, then that's then, then that's an issue. A lot of people really like the soundtrack, and I, I completely understand that, but it just it wasn't that great to me. And then another thing I had a big problem with is I felt like there were just a lot of strange choices made in the choreography like some of it just looked so sped up and unrealistic that that it completely took me out of the movie and i understand that you're suspending disbelief for a musical right of course but some of it just seems so off to me even for even even for a musical and then some of the storylines seem to wrap up 
a bit too nicely and unbelievably to me. I don't know. I, I just, I had such high expectations for this film again after that initial trailer dropped back in the summer and it fell pretty flat for me. So this is not a bad movie at all. There are plenty of phenomenal moments that I absolutely loved, but as a whole, I did not care for it. And I think I'm kind of the odd man out on that. I, critically, it hasn't done super well, but audiences have really enjoyed the movie. Almost everyone that I've seen talk about it on social media or anybody that I've talked about it with in person has said that they really enjoyed The Greatest Showman. So go give it a watch. You, you very well may fall into that camp. And my number one most disappointing movie of 2017, anyone who has talked to me uh, about this uh, about film recently probably already knows what it is the last jedi i i did not record a review for this movie on my podcast because i actually teamed up with jordan witt he's a buddy of mine and friend of the show we uh, recorded an in-depth review on his podcast the film scene i'll put a link in the description below so you can check that out and uh, hear all of my thoughts on it and all of his thoughts on it but in short the last jedi is a movie that fails to follow through with most of the things that were set up in The Force Awakens. I'm contemplating doing a series of episodes on this podcast that are more analytical and really break down what I didn't like about the film and why. Again, I touch on a lot of those things in the review that I did with Jordan on the film scene, but let, let me know if you would care for a few analysis-type episodes on The Last Jedi. M maybe how... I would have made the movie or why I think they ruined Luke Skywalker. I have several ideas. So tweet at me if you would care to hear some more of my thoughts on The Last Jedi. But it is the most disappointing film of the year for me. And it truly breaks my heart to say that because I love Star Wars. It's my favorite franchise of all time. And these are genuinely incredible films. But that's that's how I felt walking out of it. So those are the most disappointing movies of 2017 for me. Beauty and the Beast, Justice League, The Greatest Showman, and The Last Jedi. But now let's transition into the worst movies that I saw in 2017. And again, I, there were a lot of movies that I missed. So this, this list might seem kind of strange to some of you, but these are the films that I thought were the worst of the year that I actually took the time to go and see. Number five on this list is... The Bye-Bye Man. This movie is utter trash. The Bye-Bye Man is the reason why horror films get such a bad rap. It fails It fails to be clever in any way. It lacks all originality in the way it tells its story. The There are these long, boring, dragged-out exposition scenes explaining some of the origins of the Bye-Bye Man and why he is the way he is, and it's like, it's like, was this really the best way you could explain that to audiences? The Bye-Bye Man is filth. It came out back in January of 2017, and for those of you who don't know, January is kind of the wasteland of Hollywood. Get online right now. Look up what's coming out this year, 2018 in January. Not a whole lot. Most everything is saved for spring, summer, uh, and uh, and the colder months, and that is because January is just kind. Of, January and February, a lot of times, are just kind of the uh, the trash pit of Hollywood. I don't know why that is, but uh, very rarely do we get a great film in January. And this one, this one is terrible. Don't waste your time. Bye, bye, man. Is trash. Number four on my list is Phoenix Forgotten. This is another horror movie. 
Uh, I love that it's called Phoenix Forgotten, and it's just absolute trash. Uh, this is another horror movie, and this one's actually found footage. Films like Creep and VHS have proven that the found footage subgenre within horror is not dead. But after watching this one, it makes me lose hope all over again. Everything about this movie is so sloppy. The characters, the story, the way it's all executed. Phoenix Forgotten is a mess, and once again, it is a massive part of the problem with most horror movies today. Don't waste your time with this one. Number three on my worst movies of the year list is Dark The Dark Tower. This film is, of course, adapted from the Stephen King series. It's very popular. It's a critically acclaimed series, and I have never read them myself, but I was still pretty excited and on board because I like Stephen King. I think he's masterful at creating fascinating stories and telling them in a way that is equally compelling, but this movie was awful. It is a complete disrespectful mess to the original source material. Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, two A-list actors. I mean, these guys are fantastic, fantastic actors. They are so miscast in this film. The screenplay is a joke. The movie was stale and predictable. It's a shame. This could have been a really great movie, but I think it was kind of doomed from the start because I remember there being a lot of word about reshoots and the production being kind of a mess and I think it really shows in this film it, it really is just a messy uh, hour and a half movie and that's kind of bizarre to me as well I think I think it's about an hour and a half I need to look that up what the runtime is again but it was a shorter movie and this is a series this is like a seven book series and they're telling all of these stories over the course of a pretty short film so, again, I wouldn't recommend you wasting your time and watching The Dark Tower. It's not very good. Number two on my list is Mother, the Darren Aronofsky I Hate the World film. Oh my gosh, man. Everything about this movie is unpleasant and offensive. Some people were online saying, oh, you just don't get it. You just don't understand Aronofsky's vision. Um, nope, I got it. I fully understood everything he was trying to say. I just hated it. This was one of those movies that was hard to sit through. There were multiple times I considered leaning over to my wife and being like, hey, let's get out of here. I'm not wasting any more time on this trash. And not even because I disagreed with most of what Aronofsky was trying to say. He is trying to make a lot of points in this movie about the Christian God of the Bible being a very narcissistic creator, a person that is really more of a dictator than he is a loving God. He has a lot to say here about how we are treating the planet and things that uh, things that I just don't really agree with. But that wasn't why I didn't like it. I don't really care uh, about some of that stuff. It was just hard watching Jennifer Lawrence walk around a house for two hours while everything horrible in the world ever happens to her. I will never watch this movie again, and unless you want to be miserable and take a look inside Darren Aronofsky's demented, miserable mind for two hours, I, I don't recommend you watch it either. Number one on my list is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, How the Mighty Have Fallen. The very first Pirates movie Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, The Curse of the Black Pearl. It's really good. 
Like, it's fun, there's a great adventure taking place, the story is really clever, but then they started getting worse. This movie was just dumb. It is the worst installment in the franchise. And you remember in the first Pirates, and, and really all throughout most of the franchise, at least the first two or three movies, how Jack, Captain Jack, played by played so iconically by Johnny Depp. Jack is super smart, and even though he seems like an idiot at times, he's smart and he's always calculating with lines like, uh, that's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen being spoken about him. Yeah, well, forget all that because he's just a fool in this movie. Everything that works for him is totally by accident. Everything he manages to get out of is completely by accident. Not because he set it up or orchestrated it to be that way, but because he just gets lucky. And don't tell me, because I had someone say this to me, don't tell me he's always been that way. In the first movie, Jack steals that really fast ship, uh, the Interceptor, by tricking everyone into getting on the slower ship. He escapes from custody. He defeats Barbosa at the end of the film by reversing that, that, that curse that all of them are plagued with. The guy was intelligent and clever, and this film completely trashes all of that and makes him this bumbling idiot. The movie just, it feels like a parody of other great adventure films. There's nothing original about this movie. There are some really weird returns from Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner that you you thought in some of the marketing, oh, it might be cool to see Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner back in the Pirates movies because they haven't been in them since the third film. No, they don't really work very well. And there's a romantic relationship between two of the new characters who they're kind of setting up to be the new Elizabeth and the new Will because their whole marriage is screwed because he's on that island and can't see her except for, or I'm sorry, because he's the new Davy Jones and he can only see her like once every 10 years or some bull. I don't remember. I hated this movie and it only further stained this franchise for me. Maybe one day we'll get another good Pirates of the Caribbean film. Maybe someday when I'm old and you know, hobbling around and I've got this wrinkly skin and I've passed this podcast, you know, onto my, my son. <laughs> and, uh, maybe then we'll, we'll finally get a, a good pirates film. But uh, as, as all of these actors keep getting older, I, I really do doubt it, man. I mean, Johnny Depp can't play, he can't play Jack forever. And, uh, yeah, I just thought this movie was trash. So so that's it, guys. Uh, my, my five worst movies of the year that I saw. The Bye Bye Man, Phoenix Forgotten, The Dark Tower, Mother, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tale, No Tales. Uh, these are the movies that disappointed me and the movies that I hated the most in 2017. I would love to hear what movies you all thought were bad this year. Hit me up on Twitter, at Barabbas Podcast. That is where I tweet all things movie related, or you can follow my personal Twitter account at Gabe Kelly says a big thank you as always to chasing dreams for the intro and outro music for this podcast. His song magic sky is the one that you're hearing right now. Be sure to check out all of his work on YouTube and SoundCloud. I'll put a link in the description below. And if you want to support this podcast, you can do so by going to iTunes and subscribing and leaving a review. That is the most helpful thing that you can do and I would really appreciate it. My next episode is going to be my most anticipated films of 2018. We'll get into some of the movies that I am most looking forward to in the coming year. 
And as always, thank you so much for listening to the program, and I'll see you next time.